Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovro.com. Welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Kieran McInespie. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, big news for our special guest host. We have another Where Are They Now? We catch up with Ray Bradshaw in Australia, plus all the chat from this weekend's Scottish Cup fourth round draw. And we have the fifth round draw uh, that has just been made in the last few minutes. Uh, we'll get to that in just a wee second. A few things I need to tell you about, though. As ever, you can contact us on Twitter, at Scott Soccer FM. Thanks for all your comments over the past week or so. We really do appreciate them. And we have our own forum as well on pineborville.com. Just click on the Soccer FM tab and leave your comments there. As a, as you may have uh, noticed, Ray Bradshaw isn't here. And Kieran Mackin, SBS, how you doing, pal? I'm very well, thanks yourself. Yes, uh, thanks very much for joining me this week. Uh, it's You're been very welcome. Uh, uh, it's, it's different, yeah, absolutely, because uh, I've never done it without uh, without Ray. But we are going to get him on the yeah. line uh, in just a few minutes' time. So, uh, first of all, Kieran, uh, we spoke about your big news at the top of the show there. What is your big news? Tell everyone. Uh, big news is I am now the the manager of Clydebank Football Club. Congratulations! Thank you very so, much. Uh, how did it come about? Was it something that you'd been planning for a wee while, or how did it come about? Um, just the the previous manager resigned, I think, just before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and then I got well. It was kind of apparent. It was on the, the social media set at the Clydebank. I looked for a manager, and then. A friend of mine said, Do you fancy going for it? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not too sure about applying for the jobs at the moment. I'm, I'm quite happy where I am just now. Uh, I had a wee brief chat with the chairman that he knew, and then they said, Look, stick your CV in. Mm-hmm. Um, put my CV in, and the next thing I got a phone call for uh, an interview. Nice. The interview was last was a week today, a week ago right. today, and then they phoned me on Thursday morning to say I'd been, I'd been given the, the job. Well, congratulations. So. Did you ever play against the original Clybank when they were in the in the in the Scottish Leagues. I certainly did. Did I you? My very first senior goal against Clybank. Oh wow! At, um, <laughs> at Bulkhead. I actually mentioned that in the in the interview. Yeah. And one of the, inter- the one of the committee members told me to leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. Clybank are one of, obviously one of those. They're playing in the junior uh, ranks now, obviously, yeah. but uh, one of those teams from uh, Scottish football and history that sadly disappeared, obviously due to uh, you know financial problems and yeah. all the rest there. But it's good to see that the club seem to be in a decent place at the moment yes they, they, they are in a very good place just now um, ultimately the, 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 the events that happened years ago have put them in a situation they get relegated two years ago from the top league um, mm-hmm. into the the, the Premier um, but they are you know challenging back they the top last, kind of near the top last year nearly get promoted last year again so and they're well within capability of getting promotion this year so they still have aspirations as a club to get up to the top league but they've also aspirations that, you know maybe getting back into the senior game eventually as well so that's something we'll look forward to in the, the forthcoming years yeah absolutely and uh, j- just to just the final word on the sort of uh, junior stuff as, as well I was telling you off air that I, I follow uh, Kelty Hearts and uh, my dad used to play with them and all the rest of it. they had a cracking result against Hillbeath yesterday in mm-hmm. the Scottish Cup obviously that's their big rivals uh, in that neck of the woods uh, I think a lot of people are sort of fascinated by uh players who are maybe playing in League 1 and League 2 in the professional setup, maybe mm-hmm. dropping down into the junior ranks, in many cases for more money, is that, yeah. is that the case? Not necessarily, no um, I think, particularly for me I, I stepped out about three years ago from the senior game mm-hmm. um, 
two reasons. I was I was a lot very quite busy through the, the summer, and I was going to a lot of part weddings and, and <laughs> abroad and stuff like that. So I was actually training breaking at the time. I just felt I wasn't doing myself any justice. But then I got an opportunity to go and recover. And the travelling for me yeah. was kind of a hindrance, not a hindrance as such. But you're leaving it, you know, eight o'clock in the morning to go to places like Elgin. You're getting home to ten o'clock at night. Junior football kicks off at two. I was getting in the road. I was getting at the. the um, and Angels and Uddingston for quarter to five, see the scores come in. <laughs> yeah. me, me and Billy Gibson and, and Stephen Meekin. So it, it was that side of it was was a lot better. There's a lot a lot of travelling and, and and kind of subsequently ended up down at um, Glen Afton this year, which is probably further away than Elgin. Yeah. Um, but it was for another reason. I was off to get into my coaching. But I think a lot of boys do because it's maybe more um, kind of easier for them to, to for travelling, getting home, yeah. and having more responsibilities at home as well. Yeah, and also in terms of the standard as well, I know, as I say, I keep referring back to Kelty because it's, it's the team that I know best. They've got guys like Stephen Husband who's played at a really good level, uh, Craig Thompson who's <coughs> at Hearts, of course, Archie Campbell, Jordan Moore. Mm-hmm. All these guys have played Championship League One uh, football. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Hibs gave Bonnie Rigg a bit of scalping yesterday. Um, but do you think some of the bigger junior teams could hold their own in League One and League Two? No. No. <laughs> the, the, the reason being, though, no, I think that the fitness levels are far superior at the high at the senior game. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, there's not a lot of difference in the sense of individual players. Maybe at the higher levels, you've got better coaches, have got you know more experience in the sense when it comes to talking about strategies and, and tactics yeah. and ethos and how they how they kind of set up their, their, their games, their game plan. At junior level, there's less pressure. Um, you find that that boys just go on holiday whenever they want. And, yeah. you know, my missus bought me a, a weekend away. And I say that, I go away at Gran Canaria in, in March. So yeah. I'm missing <laughs> 10 days of the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, it's that there's less pressure. So you find that maybe some of the players have... have I've felt that pressure at a senior level, you know, obviously a higher expectancy, um, particularly you're playing in front of fans, you know, 300, 400, 500 fans, but then you do get that some junior games. Mm-hmm. But I just think for me, it's it's maybe just that the, the, there's less pressure on uh, junior football um, and it allows players then to go and enjoy their football better because there is less pressure. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, good luck, Kieran, uh, for the rest of the season, uh, besides the time you're in Gran Canaria, obviously. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I hope it goes well for you, and obviously we'll keep up to date uh, with you throughout the season, I'm sure, as well. Um, but first of all, uh, let's speak to Ray Bradshaw. He joins us on the line now from Australia. How are you doing, Ray? I'm not bad, mate. I was hoping you were going to give me a big introduction like you do for the football players. Yeah, like, so, unfortunately... Form, <laughs> former fat guy, now fatter. <laughs> yeah, for, like John Hartson lookalike, exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> so, so listen Ray You're down in Australia uh, How you been getting on This past week You've already managed to uh, Dump Andy Murray At the Australian Open So that's good of you uh, That's brilliant So he does really well There usually And you've uh, and you've blown it for him Yeah I'd already uh, made plans This morning To go watch the final And then He absolutely <laughs> fucked it So that's definitely my fault Yeah uh, No it's been good uh, I did a kids show uh, Yesterday And I asked a wee kid Where he thought I was from And he looked me up and down And then said Japan <laughs> So it, I can see the resemblance. The, yeah. the peely wild yeah. ginger. Oh, I know, mate. You should see how tanned I am now. By the way, Are you uh, still also, bathing? I'm, uh, I need to. I definitely need to. It was 35 degrees today, and I wore jeans, and now I can't have kids. Yeah, like, it's been absolutely brutal. Talcum powder. Yeah. Talcum. 
Lots of them. <laughs> uh, also, I'm worried about Kieran doing this show because um, a few weeks ago they asked me to be the new Clyde Bank manager, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, but I'm going to wait to Australia." So, Kieran, can you look after it for me? That's now he's taking that over. I'm going to wait to Australia, Matt, to make get it back. Yeah, listen. I mean, of, of it. <laughs> listen, Ray, you said you were speaking to Kieran during the week, and he didn't even mention it to you. Yeah, I spoke to him <laughs> on the day it got announced, and he never mentioned it. Yeah. Whereas I, I still hadn't made I this, isn't yeah. I, still hadn't accepted it <laughs> I, mean, I like that. I like that. You keep it silent. Uh, one of my mates um, messaged me to say uh, I'm kind of a big deal at Clyde Bank. So if you want to come uh, watch it, and I was like, "Can you be a big deal at Clyde Bank?" <laughs> he just means in Clyde Bank. Right. Okay. Okay. No. So he's a dealer. Okay. Good. <laughs> Listen, right. Have you managed to uh, see any football in the sort of week that you've been away yet? Yeah, I went to Perth Glory v Melbourne Victory yesterday. And it was absolutely surreal. So you go in, and it's like soccer, as they call it here, is like such a big like family day. So see when you walk in, the first thing when you walk into the stadium, you see a petting zoo, and there's wee like lambs and goats. And I was like, this would never happen at Aberdeen Ross County. No, never. It, it, would ha- it would happen at St Johnston though. So uh, there's always farm yeah. animals up there. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne Victory uh, manager's Kevin Muscat, right? So what happens is when you walk in, uh, there's you know how at the uh, circus you get like a dunked tank, so you throw a ball and someone's sitting a step and it hits him, it drops in. Yeah. There was a guy wearing a Kevin Muscat mask, <laughs> and people were throwing shit at him so he'd fall into the water. Yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing. And then I get into the ground, and bear in mind I'm nine and a half thousand miles away, right? So I get into the ground, sit down. The first two songs from the Perth Glory fans are. Uh, Kevin Muscat, you're a wanker, you're a wanker. And the second one was, here we, here we, here we fucking go. Right? And I was like, you must listen to I was like, I'm in Glasgow. <laughs> and I thought, well, next thing, man, I sit down, a guy comes in late, sits behind me, the first shout he goes, that was never fucking offside. Turned out the guy was from Pollock. <laughs> and he swore like that? I know, I can't believe it. So that's essentially what I did. I uh, I travelled the other side to the other side of the world and essentially went to a GBX Unders gig at the Arctic. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Kevin Muscat's tackle? Not his actual tackle. <laughs> he keeps to himself. Please can't clarify that. He's a tackle in a game. I think it's actually noted as one of the worst tackles ever witnessed in football. Yeah. He should have been jailed for it. Well, I mean, I mean, I didn't think you were going to bring up Kevin Muscat's tackle no. <laughs> today when, okay. when we were preparing for the shows. I'm, so basically, please tell me when they scored. They just had a wee bit of a wee bit of bits and pieces in the background. Is that what happened, right? <laughs> Sadly, not. Uh, you got genuinely, you got Fratelli Chelsea dagger, oh. and I was like, "How Scottish is this day out, man?" Uh, listen, <laughs> what, what was the score? It was two-one to Perth Glory. So decent game. They so the, some of the players that are playing. Uh, Andy Keogh is a really big deal here. Do you remember Andy Keogh that played down south? Uh, he's like the star striker. Right, and okay. Yeah, he's pretty shite. Um, aye, he was shite. Uh, but um, it finished 2 1 to Perth. Melbourne won a penalty and then missed it, and then won another penalty, then scored it. And then uh, Perth scored two in the last 10 minutes. So it was actually quite a decent game. But the crowd, is, it was one of the biggest crowds of the season, and it was 11,000. Wow. Oh, well. I mean, I guess it's still a growing sport in Australia, so that's not too bad. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of premier, there's a lot of Premiership teams would bite their hand off for eleven thousand at home games. I know, so. I know, I know. Uh, I know. And uh, yeah. uh, Partick obviously making it through in the Scottish Cup. Uh, is there much coverage of the Scottish Cup down there? Uh, not at all. We don't even know what a Fort Martinez. Yeah. But uh, I, <laughs> I predict, I predicted with my mates and I WhatsApp group a four 0 victory for Thistle. And uh, they came back and said because obviously it was correct. They said I, I'm not allowed to play. 
because I'm eight hours ahead and I'm in the future. <laughs> yeah. So I get banned from predicting. So they thought I would know. Kim's uh, face was, was so confused there. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see He's his face. He's still thinking about muscat tackles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who are you fancying in the next round then, Ray? The draw's about to be made, or the draw's uh, probably been made by the... Uh, I mean, this is so confusing because we're pre-recording this call, and uh, yeah, so who do you fancy in the next round? <laughs> I, I was fancying Albion Rovers, but it looks like Celtic are going to win that. Yeah. So uh, my personal choice would be Dunfermline. Oh, I mean, that that would be good. That would be good. Ed, cause Who do you want? Someone gash at home so we can get through the next round. Like, I want. You can th- play yourself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like one of the smaller teams at home because that, that would. I'd, I'd, fa- I'd fancy East Fife at home, right? Because I think. Or Queen's Park or Clyde. Yeah, cause, or Air or something like that, because we always beat Air. Okay. So I'd, I'd fancy them at home in the next round, and then that's just in the quarterfinals, and then basically we've got one hand on the cup. So uh, fing- <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, listen, Ray, I know it's late in Australia, uh, so we're going to let you go. Uh, final words for Kieran. Uh, obviously, you're not going to hear this until it goes out. What would Give him one piece of advice for being the best co-host uh, Soccer FM has ever seen. Uh, when Stephen takes his trousers off, just look at the sky. You get yeah. used to it. <laughs> Reach for the sky. <laughs> Listen, so be Woody. <laughs> There's too too much talking, Kevin Muscat's tackle going Draw on here. So. <laughs> Listen, Ray, thanks for joining us, and we'll speak to you again next week. Okay, pal. No worries. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Take care, mate. Enjoy. So, as we we're talking about there, the draw for the Scottish Cup has been made in the last ten minutes. Uh, while we're on the phone, to Ray there, and uh, he'll be delighted. Uh, because St Johnston have drawn Partick Thistle in the Scottish nice Cup. What do you make of that, Kieran? Oh, where's that? It's at St Johnston. At McDermott Park. Yeah, it's a very, very good draw. Tough tie. Yeah, tough tie. I would say, um, particularly with Thistle's result yesterday. Um, you know they'll be they'll be flying and that and St Johnston was a good result at home at Stenhouse Muir. Um, but no, a good draw. Good draw. And uh, one other tie that is uh, sticking out for me as well. Obviously, Wraith got a last-minute uh, equaliser against Hearts today. Yep. So the winner of that game will play Hibs in the next round. Nice. <laughs> so that's what you want. There you go. Uh, and Edinburgh Derby, obviously, it's not happening in the league because they're in different leagues. But uh, that's going to be a tasty one as well, isn't yep, it? Yeah, that'd be good. Good game. I think, particularly Hibs, are, are, you know, you get an 8-1 result and there's you know, different scorers um, all over, from all over the pitch. It does, you know, breed confidence all over the place as well. And I think I heard Neil Lennon yesterday saying that there was some players that hadn't been playing. Um, they were getting a game that, you know, just shows that the strength and the depth of their squad as well. So you've got to look at them as being uh, a strong favourites. Yeah, and then uh, another interesting tie. Uh, it means one of these teams will be in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Cup. Uh, Air United or Queen's Park, they drew 0-0 yesterday. They'll play either Still and Albion or Clyde. They're replaying this week. So as I say, that's a big chance for one of those clubs definitely. to get in the quarterfinal. Aye, definitely. Um, I suppose it's, you know, particularly with um, the cup games, it is, it's a one-off. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk about, again, talk about like strategies and, and game plans. I mean, it's horses for courses, as, as Paul Sturridge always say, as, and it as will be a case of you know it's on the day, yeah, because it's 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 just a ninety minute battle, and I suppose at that point we obviously went to a replay, not a replay, but a bit extra time as well. Yeah, the next round, absolutely. And uh, just running through the rest of the ties, uh, my team Dunfermline who beat Alloa yesterday at home to Hamilton. I think that's a pretty decent tie. Mm. Uh, I think the way Hamilton are playing just now, obviously they're, they're not losing many games, they're no, drawing lots of games, but of games. Uh, the way we're playing just now, that that's another interesting tie, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, again, Helen Radio yesterday that there's a lot of stick for Martin Canning. Mm-hmm. Um, Particularly from from the fans, um, 
which I think is I, I think it's horrific. Yeah. That they're actually trying to you know do a um a a, a, a rally to get him out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand the fans paying the money etc. But he's went out command. He's one one now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's in the next round. And so how did he? How can he justify now? He want yeah to, to, to play at home or whatever because he's in the next round of the Scottish Cup. It's more money for the club. Um, he's still in the top league. He's still doing, but the modern supporter now want. You know the the full package. Do you think it's sometimes a case where and and listen, I'm 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 picking out Hamilton, but there's uh, St Mirren certainly a case. Even yeah. Dunfermline at this uh, at this uh, not at this point in time, but certainly in the past. Uh, be careful what you wish for. Uh, you know, you get rid of someone who's consistently keeping you yeah. in the in the Premiership, and sometimes you bring somebody else in and it all goes to pot. I mean, uh, you, you've seen that so many <laughs> so many times across the, across football. The problem or well, the issue is certainly a problem, but it's the because the game's become a, a business, mm-hmm. um, that is the difference. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking, um, kind of talking earlier on about um, St Johnson off here. We're talking about St Johnson, how Jeff Brown managed uh, to kind of keep St Johnson the way they were. Now he, he, he operated within his means, well within his means, but he understood football. But he understood business. Mm-hmm. He was never in in the red. He was one of only like four clubs in the UK that were always in the black. But nowadays, players. Uh, uh, Sorry, chairman and, and football club owners are in it for the quick, the quick fix. Mm. They want success instantly. Um, they're never going to get that instantly. Um, it's not the way it works, you know. Particularly, you know, you use a situation Jack Ross is taking over St Mirren. Majority of that squad are somebody else's. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, I think it was six games that Alex Ray got at the start of the season. You know, and it's it's. The turnaround and what chairman and uh, club owners want now is completely different, and they don't have necessarily have the the, the right understanding of football, the game itself, as opposed to that they completely understand business and and all, all goes with that. And it was a, it was Alan Pardew I'd seen the the cup before he got sacked or resigned, whatever what happened. But, the Palace, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did beat. I think it might be in Chelsea, and they turned round and he kind of waved up to your man Parish, mm-hmm. um, and an interview after him and said to him, you know, why the, the kind of the, the special kind of wave to the chairman? He says he's up there protecting me because he's speaking to the people who don't know much about football, and it's in a, in a nice in a, in a manner where was Parish understands football, yeah, and these people don't, and he's there saying this is the reason why the decisions are made, the reason why the players are getting played. There's a reason, a fundamental reason why this is the decision he's making. You can't make a decision based on, you know, you've only got you know X amount in, in the door this week, or just because it's money. Because they just see numbers. Yeah, that's all they're seeing is numbers. Well, especially downsized, I think. With the uh, if you get relegated from the Premier League down there, it's uh, still be Hannah. I still be rebrown envelope at sixty million. <laughs> well, that you're is, all right. Yeah, that is true. That is or, true. Is and it ninety million? Yeah. Well, I think there's so many teams who have dropped down and then come straight back yeah. up. You know, like Burnley, and you know, I think West Brom were sort of always doing it. Yeah. Sort of ten years ago before they established themselves. Uh, let's get back to the fifth round draw, though. Yeah. Uh, a few other uh, standout ties: Ross County versus Aberdeen. That's another interesting one. A tricky one for yep. uh, Aberdeen. Obviously the cruised through against Stranraer yesterday and a cracking result for Ross County as well oh. dished out a bit of thump into Dundee United who are yes. on a pretty horrible run themselves um, but that is, a, that is a really interesting tie uh, again seems yeah. to be a good draw yep yep definitely Aberdeen I like Aberdeen 
I like I like the way Derek McInnes goes about his business um, and how he's how his teams play. He's also picked up a cracking tan in Dubai. I don't know if you seen it last night on the. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Dubai down in Bridger Weir though. I think yeah. he's doing down, <laughs> down that way. Um, but no, I, I do. I, I like the way he goes about him and Tony Dock are a very very good um, kind of management team. Um, but I do like watching watching his teams play. Uh, Jim Mack, I think he's. He's done very well at Ross County again. You talk about consistency there. He's been very consistent. Um, okay, kind of the lower end. However, it's he's still doing very well. He's a good team because you've got to attract players up to to Ross County, yeah. and it's not you know with due respect. It's Aberdeen's a major city. You know, Dingwall is just outside Isn't Inverness. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's um, and it's it's difficult to attract the caliber of players up there that um, as you would maybe uh, Aberdeen sense because it's you know in the big city. Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, just a final point on uh, Jim McIntyre there. He's uh, I always think he's he's done so well throughout his management management career. He won promotion at Dunfermline yeah. after uh, sort of getting the job straight out of playing, mm-hmm. and then got sacked from Dunfermline. And it it could have went all wrong. That was his first job, and he's managed to work his way back in yeah. there and and made a real success of himself up at Ross County. No, he does very well, and again, he's got some good management team with him. Billy Dodds worked with him as well, so. Um, you know, again, it's, it's they talk about getting the, the the better out of players, and and that's what they two do. That's gonna the focus they have, and it's it's showing. So hopefully, that, you know, again, a good couple in a couple of years ago, um, and it's got long may continue for them. Yeah, uh, elsewhere, uh, East Fife they beat Livingston yesterday. That's a cracking result for them. Barry Smith's come in, and uh, he's not lost a game yet as East Fife right, manager, yeah. and uh, a good result going to Livingston and winning one 0 yesterday. It was a cracker of a goal as well, uh, and their reward is a home tie against probably the shock troops. Uh, the fourth round, St Mirren, uh, they beat Dundee 2-0 Dundee yesterday. Uh, St Mirren obviously having an absolute disaster in the league, uh-huh. uh, but it seems to be uh, the Cups providing them with a little bit of respite. Does that often happen if you're uh, if you're maybe not doing so well in the league? Does the Cup provide a good distraction for the players maybe? To a certain extent, I think, again, what I was talking earlier about game plans, I think it's just a one-off game, mm-hmm. you know, because if, you, if you're out of the Scottish Cup, that's it, any Cup, that's it. Yeah. Whereas if you lose a league game, because ultimately you want to stay in, in the league, um, obviously St Man they want to get back into the, the, the SPL. Um, so for them to get to where they are in the league, they need to continue to do it week in, week out, you mm-hmm. know, getting results. Whereas this cup uh, is just a one-off game. So the game plan slightly changes. And again, it's the pressure isn't there that the fans are, are expecting you know, when you're expecting to win, I suppose. But up to Dundee, I think they were underdogs at Dundee as well. So yeah. again, there's less pressure on them as well. So it, it just depends on on the game as well, I think. Um, but definitely Cup gives you a wee break for the league because if you're under pressure, and like you're saying, they're not doing very well in the league, then it just allows them to kind of take a wee step away from league uh, business. Yeah, well, listen, uh, the last two ties that uh, I've left to last, uh, Celtic uh, beat Albion Rovers 3-0 today. It was uh, Scott Sinclair, Mr Dembele and Stuart Armstrong, who's having a fantastic run in yeah. the Celtic team. Uh, their reward for that win today is a home tie against Inverness. Uh, not what Inverness will want, no. <laughs> uh, going to Parkhead. But I guess for, t- for a team like Inverness, uh, you know, you can go there, as you say, it's, it's all in the day, it's a shot to nothing. Yeah. And worst comes to the worst, they'll make a wee bit of money. Well, it's happened before. Yeah, you know, super oh, well, Cali go ballistic, Celtic yeah, are atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I know. It's again, it's on the day. I think the, the, the difference I've seen over the last few years in Celtic is under Brendan Rodgers is the level of professionalism in the sense of how they're going about their business constantly. There's there's, there's no letdown from anywhere on the pitch. And with Rona Dyla, he had I think they had them playing well, but within reason. Ish. Had them fit. To a certain extent, but the, the, 
Yeah, but there's only certain ways. There's certain ways you can get people fit, sharpness and, and endurance, etc. But the, the confidence Brendan Rodgers has obviously instilled in those players is completely different to what you know Dyla had, and it's, it shows because at the end of the day, I always kind of use analogies. You can there's no point in having a, a top sports car if you miss them a good driving it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's it's just showing that he's taken somebody else's majority, of somebody else's squad, and guided them into a, a much better position so I wouldn't fancy Kelly Thistle going down there anyway yeah I mean do you think it's uh, obviously we're still at the fifth round last 16 at this stage but Celtic must be massive favourites for the Scottish Cup it's going to take a phenomenal performance or Celtic having an off day yeah. really uh, for them not to win this cup is, do you think would you agree with that definitely but again it's it's you quite remember these guys are humans you know like yeah. anyone can have a, a bad week you know for whatever reason and turn up and think they're going to be better than what they're going to do and and like you see, Cali Thistle could maybe score a goal early doors and just hang on for day life. Yeah, you know it's been done. But it's just so often in football it happens. So, as I say, game plan of the day is is what they do. And and if if they turn up and they're complacent and let the, let the standards drop, then you never know. And Cali Thistle was some good players. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's it's not quite happening for them just now in the league. I think that's maybe nine or ten games without a win. Yeah, uh, they're struggling a wee bit. Obviously, at the bottom of the league, but it's really tight. Like there's mm-hmm. there's only a few points in it, uh, so you never know. The ties are played on the eleventh and twelfth of February, by the way. And the final tie, and it was the last one out the hat, was Rangers at home to Morton, one of your old teams. Uh, Morton, of course, uh, they'll be delighted uh, going to Ibrox in one way, much very similar to, to Inverness, I yeah. guess. And uh, Rangers will be expected to win that, but you know. I, as you say on the day it's it's happened before and it could happen again yeah I think looking at Morton's run just now and their performances and, and their level of consistency is absolutely magnificent what um, Jim Duffy's done down there is, is phenomenal um, they I don't imagine they've got a great budget yeah um, compared to you know like Dundee United Hibs and, and St Mirren mm-hmm. uh, within reason however you know Rangers again aren't Playing the best football they've played, but they're grinding out results, which, which is important. Yeah. Um, How important is Kenny Miller to Rangers? You saw uh, that yesterday. Like he's what thirty-seven years old now, and he's probably their most potent striker, despite them spending nearly two million pounds on Joe Garner. Uh, but again, it goes back to we're talking about how how people look at the, the, from the top end of the business and they say, "Oh, Garner's this." And Kenny Miller puts the ball in the back of the net. He scores goals. He wins games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been doing it for years. His work rate is phenomenal. I think you know the fan wants to see the modern day centre forward, a player that does tricks and is fancy, and but that doesn't win your games all the time. It doesn't do it. You need your grafters, and you need folk are going to work so hard, and, and the more importantly, people are going to put the ball in the net. Yeah, and Kenny Miller's been doing it for years. Hence why he's thirty seven years old and great nick. I don't know what he's doing with his shorts. I don't know what waist size his <laughs> chest is, but. <laughs> He needs to sort that out. I think he's been going to the same uh, sunbed shop as Derek McInnes as well. <laughs> uh, I think he, uh, to be fair, he lives one in both. Oh, I go to the same one, but don't switch it on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen, that that is the full draw there. Uh, so obviously, the highlights. Uh, I think uh, for for being on telly anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think if uh, Hearts can get past Wraith Rovers, obviously Hearts versus Hibs will be on the TV, uh, and then you're looking at Ross County Aberdeen and probably one of the Celtic or Rangers games. I would imagine uh, being on the television. Uh, did you catch sports scene last? Last night, I did. I did. As I, I, I was fighting it, I was. I was. I was, I was shattered last night. I don't yeah. know. I didn't do anything yesterday, <laughs> um, but I was shattered. Yeah. And uh, I, I watched most of the goals. Funnily enough, I missed Nicky Patterson's goal. Yeah, for the, uh, these five. Um, and I know. I know Nicky. Um, it was. It was a. It was a, a absolute screamer. He's. He's. He's a very technically gifted 
footballer. He is. He's, he's a very fit lad. Um, I'm I'm very pleased for him to score score a goal and and get his move to T's five after come back from America. So right. Um, no, by all accounts, it was. I say I was sleeping, but I missed it. I completely yeah. missed it. Well, I mean, it always reminds me seeing sports scene on on a Saturday night, and I saw it on the. Uh, uh, on Twitter and stuff last night folk just love having it on on Saturday yeah. night because it's you know the games have just been played that day and usually it's about you know tea time on a Sunday yeah. and you're sort of you've already seen the goals in the sky and all the rest of it. it's, exactly, it's, it's yeah. good having it on on the Saturday it night. is definitely is, you know have going back and if you're you know you want to watch that and then you watch your English match a day and a winner yeah um <laughs> If you're in, in a marathon, if you're on a, if you're on a, on a marathon, <laughs> just get your get this, the your munchies ready and yeah, yeah. ready to crack on. Um, but no, as it's good, like you're saying, you go try and watch a Sunday or a Monday night. Used to be on, and you think I've seen the goals, I've seen it, I've seen it on Sky, and it loses yeah. that kind of um, element of 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 I don't know what to say. It just it just takes everything away from the fact yeah. that it's been done. You've, you've seen everything happening. Oh, well, yeah, actually, uh, we were speaking to Martin Hardy a couple of weeks ago, and I was obviously talking to him uh, about uh, his time at Dunfermline and scored uh, a number of sort of magnificent free kicks there. And he often goes back and watches his free kicks on YouTube. Uh, do you ever go back and watch no. your old games? No, no. no. <laughs> the big guy just loves. He loves his free kicks. He loves telling you about <laughs> how well he does. He's a lovely, lovely man. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I wasn't as fortunate enough as as as, as big man. Um, most of my games were the lower leagues. I didn't really have uh, <laughs> um, the cameras here. I did a um, couple of. I scored, I scored two goals against Elgin. Two volleys against Elgin a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. And the boy that does the camera was off sick that day. <laughs> and difficult. By all accounts, uh, uh, the boys that were playing this is the. the Two of the best volleys I've seen. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> the only folk I've ever seen them are the ones at the picks that day. I mean, that, that's obviously when I started going and watching football, like sort of mid nineties, early nineties. Like so, some goals that you see were, were absolutely magnificent, mm-hmm. and uh, you you wouldn't have seen them unless no. you were there. Like that's that's sort of the we're used to seeing everything now, especially with the Premier League down south. Yeah. You can see absolutely everything for every angle. See the grass grow. Yeah, exactly. That's so I mean, some of the goals. I mean, you could be telling me these goals against Elgin were great, but I mean, I I, I don't know if I believe you. It's like when I was like tapping, five <laughs> five yard tapping, but end of the week it's a twenty five yard volley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. No, listen. So that is uh, the fifth round of the Scottish Cup draw. Uh, we sort of spun through uh, the fourth round as well. There, just a wee word. Uh, Another wee word on Bonnyrigg and Hibs yesterday. It was uh, a massive crowd. Bonnyrigg took 5,000 to Tynecastle. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, what did you make of them moving it to Tynecastle? Would you, if you'd have been in that position, would you have done the same thing or would you have tried to have it at your home ground? I think when you look at the, the size of club that they're playing against, mm. um, they may have, the club may have to say, look, we're not going to get anything out of this. Let's be honest. You know, let's get it for the, the payday. Yeah. Um, if, you know, again, with, with due respect to the smaller clubs, you know, you go into League 2 and League 1, they may have looked at it, kept it at their own pitch, thinking we've got a chance of progressing because ultimately they want to get a big name. And, you know, and Bonnie Rigg did, got, they got the Hibs. Yeah. You know, you know, the Hibs, the Hearts, you know, all the top names, the SPL clubs. You want that, the ones that are going to bring good, you know, a good following. Um, I think the decision was probably based on finances with that one. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I think it was, it was a decent idea. And rather than switch it to Hibs, uh, where they've got the home advantage, they keep it, you know, at least it's, it's a neutral ground, so to speak. And they would have been absolutely spewing with the start that they had, because obviously when you're going in against a team who are of much higher quality, yeah. and have much better players, that idea is just keep it tight for at least exactly. the first 20 minutes. Exactly, and that's the thing, again, you go back to game plans, you know, Robbie Homer yeah. says, look guys, 
you know, keep it tight, keep the, the game in front of us as best you can. Don't let them, if we're going to try and get behind it, get them wide. Yeah. And then your man scarfs a shot for 25 yards and the goalie leaves his arms and changing I, him. I mean, it's a shame. There, was eight, there was eight goals and I think probably six of them were very avoidable. Yeah. Like they were just some really horrible defending yeah. that was yeah, going on. And, and it must be disappointing for the players as well. They're obviously not meaning yeah. uh, to, to make mistakes, but it, it must be really heartbreaking. It's a big day out and they'll have gone away from the game feeling really disappointed mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, that was a that was a great day. Yeah. Again, it goes back to like the level of pressure. You know, it is a big day. It's a big occasion. It's a yeah. huge occasion. They're bringing 5,000 fans and these guys are probably on average bringing, you know, watching, playing for maybe 500 yeah. on, a, on, a, on a big, big, uh, big day. Um, but it's it's just one of those things you, you can't unfortunately you can't you can't explain what goes through their minds at the time. You know, a lot of the games they'll go out and they'll dominate and they'll keep the ball and they'll pass it because we actually played against some early in the season and uh, pre-season. They're a very good team, some very good players. Yeah. Um, but because they're going up against fitter and faster and stronger and far superior in, in the kind of mental status of, of footballers, it then becomes difficult because you pass you're trying to see. They're seen way before you and blocking that, and then your yeah. decision making, and you're closed down. So it's difficult, and then you're, and then obviously the game plan goes goes to pot when you're three 0 yeah. down after fifteen minutes. Yeah, and, and I guess for, I guess for Hibs' uh, point of view as well, we should probably talk about he scored some uh, the, the goals that weren't avoidable uh, were were great goals. There's a couple of them that Keaton's were fantastic finish, moves. Uh, Keaton's uh, the one in the second half. I think Cummins scored a great goal as well. Yeah. And for Neil Lennon, it's just all about getting through because that's a that's a lose lose situation. because yeah. you because you know if they if they scrape by, then folk are sort of questioning them. Exactly. Uh, and really, they they did a really professional job yesterday. Exactly. I think again. I mentioned earlier in the show about Neil Lennon made a couple of changes. Yeah. Um. And for him, he'll probably look at that and say, "Right, I'm going to give the guys a cut, a run out, ninety minutes in, under a belt. Maybe come back for injury, suspension, just not been playing because the player in that position has been doing very well in the league campaign. So that those are things upon the back of his mind, thinking, is, are they going to perform? Are they? Have they still got the buy-in to what I want to try and achieve here? Yeah. Is promotion back to the Premiership? So. It's getting that mindset, the players ready for it and going out and doing a professional job. And like you say, not being, you know, a banana skin and saying, you know, either it's a draw and it, it goes to Easter Road. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, or the, the, you know, the, the win one now and, and they talk about the performance and how bad some of the players weren't performing. Yeah. And as opposed to, you know, taking attention away from Bonner and they kept it to one now and Robbie Horn's game plan spot on and, yeah. and what have you. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Well, uh, Hibs could be playing Hearts in the next round. Uh, a few fantastic fixtures uh, that have been drawn out in the last wee while. Uh, there was also a couple of other games yesterday uh, in league business. In the Championship, Dumbarton lost 2-1 at home to Queen of the South. That's Queen of the South on a decent wee run now. Gary Naismith's taken over yep. and uh, pushed them up. They're only three points behind uh, the playoffs now. So uh, after having a great start to the season, Queen of the South signed Stephen Dobby. I think, uh, I'm not sure if he scored yesterday, but he was certainly before yesterday on 18 goals for the season, Like which is which is phenomenal. Phenomenal, considering they went nine games without winning. Unbelievable. Stephen Doby, for me, is the best finisher I've ever worked with. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What, uh, what I mean, I, I was going to say what stopping made him <laughs> get to the top, but he's played in the Premier League, so yeah. that's that's a ridiculous sort of... What, um, I knew he went out to Dumbarton on loan when he was, was at St Johnson. That was, that was the biggest and be- single best thing he's done in his career. And was that purely just to give him a confidence? Kick confidence, confidence. He's, he's cycles playing confidence, you know, because it's, it's that mindset. Do I make that run? Do I have that shot? Do I take that touch? And that those at that time he wasn't playing. Um, there was questions over his his fitness, etc. 
Um, so he went down and I think what scored what twelve goals in, in fourteen games yeah. or something. And then you know he got his move down south to Swansea in the lower leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, they get they move up the leagues and does well. And then I, I, I met him a couple of years. He'd been at Swansea for two years. Swansea, Swansea was that wasn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and they want to see the neck up like his his physique ridiculous <laughs> compared to what it was like before. Compared anyway. to what it was like, yeah, pretty sure that when he went when he used to hang about uh, when he was at St Johnston. I'm pretty sure he would take the green bit off the burger. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm pretty sure that when I seen him then, I don't think he ever had a burger in his mouth. Yeah. It was, it was scary. <laughs> he was in unbelievable condition. And that, that just, again, with his confidence, he, breed, he, he understands the, the kind of the different side of living down there as well and how the game's completely different. Yeah. Um, I, I seen a piece of, the other day about, back the day about Cammy Fraser. Ryan Fraser, sorry. Yeah, Ryan at Bournemouth, yeah. At Bournemouth, like how, he, how his diet changed, etc. So it does have a huge impact, but, Dobbs would, would produce something out of nothing. We were, at, again, um, St. Johnson with him. Incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Three games in League Two as well. Our Broth uh, lost at home to Annan, so uh, that brings Annan right back up into the playoff charge. Uh, Dick Campbell will not be happy with that one. Uh, Edinburgh City lost at home to Forfar, uh, so they stretched their lead at the top Forfar. Uh, looks like they're uh, in cruise control uh, to win in that League 2 title uh, the first time of asking obviously getting relegated last year mm-hmm. and uh, Montrose uh, won 2-1 at home this was a bizarre game uh, they won with 9 men and they got a last minute penalty uh, to beat Cowdenbeath so uh, that was wow. uh, uh, pretty exciting stuff there at Lynx Park and it leaves Cowdenbeath rooted uh, to the bottom uh, that's a club who are in uh, dire straits at the moment I did see a statement actually from the Cowdenbeath board during the week uh, basically asking supporters for Help and uh, and financial help as well, because uh, oh. things are not going very well at uh, Central Park at the moment. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one, and it's not going well in the league for them as well. This is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Kieran McInnesby. What a team tune! What a theme tune this is, by the way. Where are they now? It's time for another one of those. And joining us on the line now, we have former St Johnston, Aberdeen, Dunfermline, Morton, amongst other teams, central defender, Kevin Rukiewicz. How are you doing, pal? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well. And obviously we've got one of your mates here, Kieran McInnesby. Uh, Use that term loosely. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you watch your mouth. Yeah, so listen, we'll get to that. We'll get to how you you two know each other uh, in just a wee second. But let's go back uh, right to the start of your career, Kevin. Uh, You started at Aberdeen. Uh, You were there for six years as well. Uh, A big club, Aberdeen. Uh, You're you're not an Aberdeen boy. You're from Glasgow. How did it come about uh, moving up to the North East? Just, just similar to most other kids, actually, you know, just playing local football in Glasgow, and uh, the, you know, scouts seen me, asked me did I fancy it, and and you know, not Easter holidays, and that was basically it. You know, there's no, unfortunately, there's no romantic story to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, it was pretty run of the mill stuff. Actually, I was playing with Glasgow schools, it was a select side, actually, I remember, and we had had a sort of annual friendly with the Bradford Association at that time that was played at Hamden. And uh, just for there's any mocking, you, I mean, I don't know how old you are. You sound pretty old. Yeah, <laughs> <He> looks <laughs> very old, thank you. Goal- <laughs> his brother was a goalkeeper for Celtic. It was Neil Mocking. Right. Back in the day, I mean, that's, I think that was in the 60s, 70s, or maybe maybe before that. But I am. Um, <laughs> so it was he, he was, he was the scout for Aberdeen. They asked me to go up, as I say, and the rest was history. But uh, I, no, it was fond memories, Aberdeen. You know, uh, just it was a club that, 
unfortunately, you know, as me as a player in person, wasn't ready or good enough for at that particular time in my yeah. career. But it was, it still gave me a great grounding. Listen, you know, I was going to say, we've spoken to guys like uh, Stuart Duff and Darren Young, who are obviously uh-huh. teammates of you at that time uh, at Aberdeen. <coughs> yeah. And uh, one thing that they always bring up is just how off the wall Ebby Skovdal was. Uh, just uh, <laughs> just some of his scenes and all the rest. Uh, have you got any particular members, uh, memories that talk to Kevin Rukovic here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the two of them are part. Skovdal was... Uh, I, I, I think I, I sort of... I come for the other angle with... Scovedale gave me the opportunity to play with the first team, you know, and, and maybe that's why they're saying he wasn't that good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, to be, to be fair to them, they, they weren't saying that. What they were saying was that some of his methods were a bit unorthodox. Uh, and uh, I, think, I, think they were, I think they were before maybe what we were ready for, yeah. and, and particularly in Scotland at that time. I mean, this was a guy that had taken Bromby to Champions League. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't have a good squad of players at Bromby, uh, you know, but... Ultimately, he'd managed at a good level. Um, and, um, I mean, I found, you know, some of his stuff, even thinking back then, it was a bit weird. But we did we did have a table in the first team changing him, you know, it was just full of quotes. Uh, just just weird stuff that he would say, you know. And, but it was funny, you know. Like yeah. We obviously, being Scottish, we've got that dry sarcasm about us. And I mean, we, we took it as humour, yeah. a lot of the stuff, you know. So, But it was it was fun times. They were great memories for me. Um Really good time. Uh, I, I'm trying. Uh, you know, obviously there was all sanding and machinery. You know, every winter break you went back and you'd sand in the machinery, and you know you'd stuff like you're as stiff as a wedding dick. And <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's loads. You know, it was endless. But obviously, the most famous ones within the media. You know, the, the patient that died, the operation's a success, but the patient died at Celtic Park. Yeah. So I mean, this was it was just like a conveyor belt. Uh, Quite quite weird quotes. I think he was trying to sort of cross between Danish banter and Scottish banter, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of it got lost sort of in between between the lines, but it made for some right good nights out for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Hey, listen, you should have put those put them on a t shirt and put them into print. You would have made a fortune with stuff like <laughs> Not that. Dressing I know, game. I missed, I know, I missed the boat there. Yeah. But no, but, no, I mean listen, I, I liked him and, and a lot of his methods, you know. Even, you know, guys like Robbie Winters that played under him, and I'm sure Robbie would tell you the exact same, you know, he was maybe a wee bit uh, coming for left field, but Robbie had some great seasons under him, you know, mm. uh, scored a lot of a lot of goals in the Premier League, I think he got over 21 season playing sort of lefty, a three up front, so no even right through the middle, so it was a really mixed success, we finished both in the league in his first season, should have been done, didn't he, because Falkirk didn't have a stadium, mm-hmm. and then I think within 18 months we finished third in mm. Europe. Yeah. So I mean, it, it had a real mixed bag. Aberdeen, Scovedale, uh but you know, ultimately, then they delivered the consistency that the club wanted, and, and he moved on. You know, but it was I enjoyed. It. I look back with a lot of fond memories. Well, listen, you you then moved on to St Johnson and Kieran. I think it's probably right that uh, you take <laughs> over from this point. Uh, <laughs> can, can you remember the first time you met Kevin? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, well. I I joined what must have been the December time I think I can't think you won it from Falkirk and yep. uh, we went out in a warm up and, and it took me thirty seconds. There was snow all round the astroturf. And I just remember doing the warm and he was running about like an absolute limbo, <laughs> and I just thought I, I like him. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and then we end the training. We're throwing snowballs at everybody and doing head dives into the big piles of snow, <laughs> like, like four year old kids just diving in and seeing the first time they've ever seen snow. So 
I think that was the the, the first the first memory. Ah, it was it was it was great meeting somebody with the same mental age as me. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a lonely world. So a double met version of I am Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, so no, listen, does that does that uh, does that check out for you then, Kevin? Is that the is that how you remember? Aye, aye, aye. That's aye, that's. I mean, I've got other memories as well. I mean, it's a slightly blood duty, <laughs> the liquid diet, but uh, <laughs> it was. I <laughs> no, I mean, you know, St Johnson, particularly when Kieran was there, you know. Under the, the management that we were under, under own Coyle, which sure Kieran would agree, Coyle based, he's, 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 everybody was to be happy at the club. That was one of his main things, mm-hmm. you know, having a having a happy camp. And, and he loved boys, as long as you were working hard, they loved boys that could bring a smile to everybody's face, as long as obviously you were doing the business. And, you know, at that particular time, me and Kieran, you know, we, we were playing quite well. So, it was just, it was a good time, mm-hmm. you know, it really was. It, it was a pity we, we just fell short, uh, you Aye. know, going up under Coyley because I think, you know, it, it it wouldn't have been too early. I think the club was ready for it, but it just, it just didn't have that consistency on the part. But it was brilliant, you know, it really was. It was, there was a lot of big characters, and all different you, as well. You know, me and Kieran were, we, we were sort of... The daft side, you know, we, we took you from <laughs> that sort of dumb and dumber sort of side of things, but... There was other boys there that were just just as funny in their own way. Even mm. Big Kev James was funny. Aye. You know, what I mean, he's a big drip, but he, was, <laughs> he came out across with some great one-liners and that. It's and an he absolute was that, deviant he, he as was well. Actually, that boring. He was funny. <laughs> it, was, it was a real, real, uh, real mixture, real mixed bag of, of people. But uh, it was brilliant. It was. It really was. I know. And you, we ended up travelling together, which was cost for the club. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mentioned Coyley at your time at St Johnson. Um, what about when you worked under? John Connolly any any kind of stories or, or anecdotes about working with John Connolly eh uh, oh JC <laughs> I mean one of the I mean one of the better ones I mean, the, the John I, I was I was one of John's first signings and, I, I, and uh, it's got to be said I let him down you know I mean I, I didn't I wasn't anywhere near ready to, to play at you know the, the level that was expected of me coming to Aberdeen into the St Johnson football Stadium, but uh, it was you know I let him down. But uh, the one of the better ones was you know Peter McDonald was injured injured at the time, and he kept bringing him in every morning into the office, and he's like, I really need a fit John McDonald in my first team, and he, he, this went on for months, and he just kept calling him John McDonald. You know what I mean? like, and everybody knows Peter. You know, he's no a he's, he's a no well known person. You know he's he's a good lad. He's very well known. But he just kept calling him John McDonald, and I just that was one of the things that sort of. <laughs> I'd posted these so I was like, yeah, sir, I've had enough of this. But no, it was, he had an unfortunate time. And it was a shame because he was a St. Johnson legend. Aye. Uh, and at, at that, in that changing room, you know, we weren't there working together as, a, as coaching staff and players. And, and, and he paid the price for that, you know, um, which was a shame. Because he was a great guy. Mm-hmm. He was just, he was a bit old-fashioned. Uh, <laughs> to say the least, but uh, <laughs> but I know. Listen, I, I I I've got nothing but respect for the guy, you know, and I, I sort of feel that I let him down while I was there. So it sounds like uh, yourself and Kieran, as you said, there are sort of uh, a double act, as it were. Uh, Kieran moved on in two thousand and six. Uh, were, were you devastated when he left the club? <laughs> ah, it was, it was that was pretty bad. I didn't have a lift. I was sort of stranded, you know, and so so and there's, there's no many people that will pick you up 
that'll pick you up, sorry, in the morning with a Jack Sparrow costume on, wearing <laughs> eyeliner and nail polish, you know, <laughs> on the way to training. I mean, that was Halloween. I was dressed as Jack Sparrow and, you know, I turned up at his door. But the thing was, I had to go to training like this. Straight to training. Straight to training. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm running about the train. Coyley's, you know, Coyley's trying to be straight. We'd been beat. I'd actually scored an OG. We'd been beat 2-1. I'd scored the winning goal for us <laughs> on the Saturday. And, uh, we were out on the Sunday and I turns up at the club, obviously, with a full regalio and, you know, eyeliner the lot. And, um, yeah, for you, Drew, you took your hat off when you walked in the door. <laughs> I did, aye. <laughs> we've tried to train, you know, and I'm running about my eyeliner on a nail polish for a half and it just, <laughs> you know, and Kieran's keeping the train for laughing at me and Coyley's like, right, there's clearly people here that's been out drinking and blah, 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 you know, I'm not happy with this. I don't mind you having a night out, but, you know, it's got, there's got to be a point where you say, right, home. And obviously, I hadn't made it him. I'd been out. I was still, I was still pretty drunk. The truth be told. And, uh, <laughs> they invited me. He says, "Right, I want to speak to you in the office." But the only clothes I had to wear were this, was this fucking costume. <laughs> so I had to go in. I had to put the full costume back on. Dreadlocks a lot, and I'm in. I'm knocking on the door, and I, I got as far as I think I got about three and a half inches into the room, and he told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And he just said, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, bye. So, I mean, that was, that was one with, with, with Kiri and But that was, I mean, that was just indicative for the full thing. With me and Kieran, you know, we, we tried to, I think we just made an effort to put a smile on people's Aye. faces. Because we loved, we loved them at World Day, I think that was Aye. The, the one thing, though, that we, we could never be, be kind of um, accused of is never working hard. Never, yeah. Irrespective no, that, of what we, we, we knocked nah, our yeah, pans in and training, do you know what I mean? I, mean I'm, I would never sit here and say that I was a model pro and what I did was the right way to do it, you know, but like, the, thing, the thing you go off me and Kieran is we gave 100%, mm-hmm. regardless, you know, and, I'm, and as I say, I'm not saying that I, I lived a proper lifestyle away from it and I should have probably, I should have definitely been more dedicated to, to that side of it, but while I was on the training field, while I was on the park, Nobody could ever say I only gave 90%. Aye. You know, I gave everything. Kieran was the exact same. And I think that was the thing as well, attractive of personalities. You know, we, we had a bar. We were, we were playing football. We worked hard. And that's how we got to respect each other. And then after that, as I say, it was two, two peas in a pod. We daft as each other. So, um, and we enjoyed that funny side of life. And so, it was a lighter side of things that, you know, that probably brought the best out of us players as well. So obviously, then, then Kieran left the club. Did you ever play against each other after that? Were there many games between you? There, there wasn't many actually. No, I think so. I think I think I think we hook a cook. I think maybe maybe once, twice when you went to Morton. I think, but I think other than that, I'd either probably been injured mm-hmm. or Kieran had fell out with a manager. <laughs> so that's <laughs> more, more likely that I fell out with a manager. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think it was just it was a it was a mixture of circumstances there, but we didn't actually. No, I think, I think the only one was was, was Morton. I. <clears throat> I think Morton once I seem to remember uh, down at Capolo, uh, we played we played against each other. Um, but I know we didn't. Fortunately, we didn't come against because we'd have probably ruined the game of football. Yeah. Wasn't <laughs> 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 hey, well, any fun for anybody? Well, okay, but obviously the the longest spell of your career there was. Uh, it's certainly most successful at St Johnson, but you won another promotion. I'm a Dunfermline fan, uh, and I'll always uh, have fond memories of yourself in the season. Uh, the, well, along with Martin Hardy, the two years came along from St oh. Johnson, and he's ended up helping us win in the league. That must have been a fantastic feeling as well. Okay, it was good. Just personally for me, it was good. I'd come off a bad injury at St Johnson, and just while I was out, you know, I'd, I'd got the feeling in the stand that my time there was up. 
you know, some, I think about football, you know, teams move on, you know, there's no player that will hold a team back, regardless if you're injured, suspended, whatever, and people with new players had came in, and I think the, the whole dynamic of the team changed, you know, and even though I was still captain there and things like that, I could feel that I needed to go, to get back playing, so to leave and go into a situation where I was challenging for a league was great, and to achieve it, to just personally, and get back to playing something like my best was just brilliant for me, you know, and it's, and so I've always, it's a really fond memory for me to look back on, just because of that, it was, it got me back on track, if you like, you know, the hunger, the hunger was still there, obviously, but it was just, at St John's, I was probably just trying too hard mm-hmm. to, to sort of get back to where I was before the injury, and as Kieran will tell you, it's hard, you know, you, you day push, but you just don't, you, you'll never walk back into a team and consistently get to that level you were at before, it takes time, uh, but, you know, it was sort of seven seven years I'd been at St Johnson, and I think the time was right for both, you know, definitely for the club, the time was right for, for them to let me go, and personally, I needed that challenge, you know, I needed to go and sort of re-establish myself in a team, and just with new faces and new ideas, a manager with, with fresh ideas. And, it, it, and to be honest, it, just nothing went wrong. No yeah. thing went wrong is I, I get sent off against Queen of the South the week before the race game. I yeah. mean, that was Alex Keddie's fault. <laughs> and Kieran knows him as well. That big Jasper. Well, he's, another, he's another big dafty. <laughs> there was quite a lot that was Alex Keddie's fault, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, mean, <laughs> I remember big, correctly. Big Kez was outstanding. In that, particularly in the second half of the season. He was, we yeah. Win, we, you know, but... No, I mean, I get myself stupidly sent off against Queen's. Uh, it was a devastating effect in the team as well. I think it was one each at a time. They were only one six one. You're right, I yeah. Some family really struck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, listen, uh, that, that game against Wraith Rovers, uh, I know that there's been sort of events at the club to mark that day, and obviously mm-hmm. uh, Big Martin Hardy scored both the goals. Uh, he was the sort of the man of the moment. Uh, but that was an absolutely fantastic day. That will live long in the memory. And as I was saying there at the start, I think uh, Dunfermline fans will always remember you and uh, particularly Martin Hardy for that second half of the season and in particular that Wraith game as well because it was such just a massive just day. tell him you love him yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, no. any danger yeah, well one of the, the best games for me was actually I'd, I'd been speaking to obviously I'd been speaking to the the, the evil ugly sister Falkirk before I joined them firmly Stephen Presley yeah. and Jim McIntyre were both you know you get to get me on board and I'd visited obviously down, went down to Stirling where, where Falkirk had trained and I spoke to Stephen the night before, uh, I spoke to Jim, and to be honest with you, I was I was weighing up everything. You know, I was looking at fixtures, I was looking at the league, I was looking at the squads, and I was like, who's got the best chance? And how did uh, you feel, Dinky, when but, you signed? <laughs> well, I tell you, what, what had happened was that we played Falkirk a couple of weeks later, a midweek game at, at East End, and we drew one each. Falkirk went one nil up, and, and Stephen Presley had a Huge grin in his face. Oh, he just stared great, right through me it? for about half an hour. Such a nice just, guy. I know, so, such a nice guy. <laughs> but half an hour, but the best, the best moment, and, and I thought, and he didn't shake my hand after that game, which I felt was a wee bit, I don't know, I, I, I felt it was a wee bit off yeah. to do something like that. But the end of the, the last game of the season, they got, we had them at East End Park again, and we, we absolutely spanked them 3 mm-hmm. 0. And, and they came up knowing that we'd won the league as well. So it was a it was a great day for everybody, but I still didn't get to shake his hand, and that's what I really wanted today. Yeah, but that was so that was my, that's my only regret. My whole time there, that's my only regret. <laughs> I didn't get to shake his hand at ninety minutes oh. after winning three 0 But now nah, it was brilliant. It was a good time. It was another medal as well in the hipper, and um, as I say, I still get back there. Obviously, for time to time, I've been there about four or five times this season, and I always get a great reception for everybody there. You know, anybody I meet, you know, 
they're always talking about that season and mm-hmm. and uh, so it was it was I'm delighted if I had a positive impact on it. Uh, but by that time I wasn't as daft either, so <laughs> <laughs> you keep telling best, yourself that, mate. That's fine. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to lose in battle, Listen, this is a question for the for the both of you, I guess. You, you had a, a long spell at St Johnson uh, here, and and yourself, Kevin. Uh, it must be really pleasing to see how well St Johnson uh, are doing now, and how much they've they've made themselves into a, an established Premiership team. Oh, definitely, definitely for me. Um, see them, can I, I can see the use and. And how they <clears> did in the Premier League, but obviously everyone's kind of got aspirations of what what to do. And when you grow up, and I'm now in that coaching kind of space that I've always thought I'll go back and forget St Johnson's job, it'd be great, and then win the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I can't do that now, can I? Because Tommy Wright's done it. Yeah, only one of Kenny Gandu's really win win the league. So unless there's some sugar daddy out there that's going to invest multis, but no, they have been they've been they've turned out really great and very successful, and and managed to keep himself in the Premier League. For as long as I can, so it's been good from my point from what yeah. I've seen. But no, um, I, I, for me, I just I think St Johnson should be used as a blueprint for for any club. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the way they ran, you know, Jeff ran them superbly, mm-hmm. never spending beyond what they earn. <coughs> uh, Stephen's obviously taking up that mantle, and you know his son, and it, it, they're just they're a club that work within their means, and they they achieve they they optimize the results. It's it's phenomenal, you know, and. You get clubs that come along every now and again, they get investors in and, you know, especially in Scotland where the clubs don't have fan base, say, in com- comparable to, to what the English clubs have, a lot of sleeping giants, you would say, down there. Um, but St. Johnson have never done that, you know, and, and you know, the fans maybe will say they suffered for a long time down there in the championship. Um, but what, what Jeff done, he put things in place, you know, it's a good stadium. They've mm-hmm. not had to spend when when other clubs did have to spend to get the criteria because he'd been, you know, he'd, he'd seen ahead of that sort mm-hmm. of game. He'd been ahead of the, the puncher. And as I say, he's just, I think it's, it should be used as a blueprint all round and what, what, what people have to sort of take in is that sometimes you need to go through a bit of hardship. And I think that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he recognised he wasn't going to be Mr Popular with all the fans, with all the players even. But what he was doing was he was putting things in place that that club will always be there. Mm. You know, and the, and the law was sort of play at a, a reasonable level, and what obviously Tommy Wright's taking on for what Derek's done, and that, and, he, and he's kept it moving forward, which is so impressive with it with the budget he's got there. He's mm. not just he's not just sort of maintained what Derek had done, uh, which was a fantastic job. But I think he's actually taken it on again. Yeah, absolutely. To, to finish it, to finish that club, I think they've finished now top six. Three, is it three, four seasons in a row? Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, you're right. It's, it's just, uh, it's been a phenomenal achievement. It's great to see. It's great to see your old clubs doing well, you know, and, and St. John's is definitely one of them. So it's, uh, no, I think they're, they're, a, they're a good advert for any any Scottish club, I think. Yeah, well, listen, uh, later on, uh, once you left on Fairland, going back to your career, uh, you, you signed for Morton and had a, that was a season where you nearly won the league, am I right, yeah? Yep. Yeah, so there you go. That was nearly another another promotion under your belt as well. That must have, we, we actually had Martin Hardy on a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying about how, he translated for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there's no <laughs> subtitles in the radio, so we're struggling a wee bit. But it was uh, he was saying it was a real sort of one last throw of the dice sort of feeling for him anyway. Uh, how did it feel for you almost getting that other promotion? Ah, oh, it was just just everything that came about that season was just it seemed to just. Um, create itself 
and feel like I don't know any other way to put it. We, we, it was a squad when we went in the summer. Martin was obviously there. I actually phoned Murray because I'd, I'd left him firmly injured. So, and it, I think I was 32 at the time at that age, you know, and Scottish football was changing. Like People weren't really signing 32 year olds that were injured anymore, mm-hmm. you know. So it was, so basically I'd, I'd, I had to ask to go in. And, and Murray, you know, he said, listen, if you get back to it and like, I know you're capable, obviously I'd like to have you, but it was big question marks there. And, uh, you know, I went in in a sort of page play deal. If you like, and it just uh, the squad at that time, it was very, it wasn't, a, I wouldn't say unsettled, but it certainly wasn't decided. There was boys for everywhere, uh, you know, on trial, uh, boys that were on short term contracts, and it just, and then all of a sudden it, things just started to click. And I'd say, you know, Partick's this over a better side than us. I don't think there's, there's any debate about that, you know, but the one thing we had in abundance that year was just a team spirit. Yeah, you know, and that that probably got us more than half our points. To be honest with you, but just you obviously had myself, you know, Martin Hardy, Big Marco McLaughlin, uh, you know, Vipizo, and Big Wallerspoon, Big Spoonie up top, you know, and so that was right through the spine of the side. A lot of, lot of, lot of years, a lot of years, <laughs> uh, years of wisdom. <clears throat> I would say a lot of wisdom in that team. A decent and, night out um, as well, if you. It was a decent night out. Well, at that time for me, it used to be days. It was decent days, days and nights. It was, it was sort of a three-day binge. But no, it was. It was so. But we fell short. You know, unfortunately, we just fell short. And uh, Partick, I think, ended up winning at a romp. Yeah, uh, I think they end up just at the end of the season tearing away. And I left before the end of the season to America as well. So, um, how, how, how was your how, how was your spell in America, Kev? It was great. I, I, I loved it. It was it's something I would recommend to any player. You know, given given a chance to sort of see what they're doing in their career. I think there's times when, when change and that particular change can be good. Uh, I think there's a lot of players here sort of between that full-time, part-time, would they want to, you know, what do they do? If they've got no responsibilities, why just, just do it? Go and try and get to these places and play because, you know, what's no for you here might be for you somewhere else. Um, and I met my good lady, so mm-hmm. that's always a bonus as well. You know what I mean? I come back with, a, with Captain America, so <laughs> was, uh, so we are. So I know it worked out well for me. But no, listen, it was as I say a great experience. You know, obviously that was the real beginning of the coaching thing as well. You know, which obviously me and Kieran, we were the best managers ever when we travelled together. You know, we spoke about tactics and. <laughs> Training and you name it, you know, Jose Mourinho didn't ever look at yeah, no the, chance. We were the boys. We we're, we were the best kept secret in Scottish football. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, there's no doubt about it. But but that's what you do as a player. You know, you you, you do that. You speak about things. And me and Kieran, it's just because we love football. It's really mm-hmm. all we spoke about. Apart from be, you know, a lot of daft stuff aside and having a laugh and entertaining people and entertaining each other and ourselves. It was uh, we spoke about football non stop, and it, uh, that was just because we just love it. It was just twenty four seven. Obviously, so, uh, Kieran's just been announced as Clyde Bank manager this week. Uh, you must be delighted for your old pal getting that job. Aye, it's it's brilliant for him. You know, he's he's sort of he's been doing all the right things to to get the opportunity. You know, he's he's been ticking all the boxes. He's he's got a good knowledge of where he's at and. You know, there's absolutely no reason why you can't go on and be a huge successor. You know, Marco's went in there, Marco's phenomenal with the boys as well. He's got great experience. So between the two of them, young managers, you know, and a young management team going forward, for me, there's just there's no a better team there. Thanks very much. Um, and then the boys have, 
you know, it'll be important the boys buy in it. You know, Kieran will agree with me. You know, Kieran's played at a fantastic level. <coughs> Dimmy Fulham and all the rest of it. You know, playing with one of the managers at the time was was probably the Jose Mourinho of his time for a short period. You know what I mean? He was forward thinking and wanted all the science stuff involved and and uh, but what I've found the lower you get sometimes the bigger the ego and me and Kieran have discussed this very recently mm-hmm. you know and it's about sort of getting the best out of boys and getting them to believe in something that you're trying to preach for what you've been told years ago which was hard enough with full time players it's even harder with players that are part time and, and get, get jobs and families and, and other things in their life so all me and Kieran had to worry about was football but these boys have got other things to worry about and it's a real hard balancing act but I know Kim's personality, and I know Marco's personality. As I say, I would, I would back the two of them to be a success, given the tools. Would you ever yeah. consider working together, the two years? I asked him. The two years, aye. No, really aye. 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 definitely something we've always spoke about. We'd, yeah. we'd work. Um, just of us different circumstances currently. Um, but no, we there's not many. It's like obviously with football is purely based on opinions, and it's difficult mm-hmm. when you discuss tactics, etc., and, and ethos and strategies to people. That maybe just the kind of layman, the general supporter, yeah, don't really understand. But it's seldom you go through football and you can actually click with people when you talk about how you want the game to be played. And Madinke and, and Marco are the exact same as, as me how we want the game to be played and how how we're brought up and how we, we apply ourselves on the training pitch. And that's how we what we want to instill in our players. Yeah. So it was something that we have and have been currently speaking about, and it was I, a, a I consideration. Think, particularly in the last twelve months. Yeah. Weird said. Um, but I think the great thing about me and Kieran is we're not scared to disagree with each other, mm-hmm. and that that comes from a good like, having a, a long a long friendship and a respect for each other as well. You know, we're, we're I mean we, we agree in most things and how football should be played and how people should approach it. But what I will say is as well that and Marco as well, I'd include Marco. In that none of the three is are scared to voice their opinion, but mm-hmm. we all know it's for the best. I, I try to get the best to each other and the players that would be there. Um, so we totally, and that's the respect we've got for each other. So it's, as I say, it's, it's just important to get. But Marco and Kieran, I mean, they go back as long as like, I don't know. 1945, I mean, mate, just yeah. after World War Two, uh, <laughs> uh, So, so you're basically police. saying never say never. Then you never know yep. what's going to happen in the future. And can I just exactly. ask, is it Kieran? Are you always going to be the number one? Always the manager? No, it depends who's in there first, doesn't it? Yeah, I've <laughs> always said. They've always said that. I've always said that whoever's, whoever's in first and, um... I was in that position and it's uh, you know you ask a question yeah. you know and obviously obviously I was you know I'd be keen to work with Kieran as he would be keen to hopefully to work with me yep. but um, right now you know I'm doing something Kieran's doing something but you're, you're hoping at some point in that you know that, that sort of travel on that journey that yeah. you, you'll come you'll, your paths will cross again and you'll, you'll be able to work together you know to see if it works exactly well, listen, uh, Kevin, thanks very much for speaking to us. Obviously, uh, just before you go, you need to tell us what you're up to now. Uh, so so tell us, uh, what, what exactly are you up to? Right now? <laughs> no, not right now. What are you cooking? Aye. What are you wearing? Yeah, this is taking a sinister turn. <laughs> No, what are you doing with your, with your football career? Are there plans for maybe a comeback? There are plans. They're very, very early comeback. Right now, I am a full-time scout for St Mirren. Okay. Uh, um, and obviously, you know, I've, I've been doing my badges and stuff um, on my UFA and, and things like that. I've been doing all that. 
Um, I work in a mu museum technician, so uh, a wee bit of everything involved in that job, mostly working joinery kind of stuff. Nice. Um, and with the football, the comeback, I've been training with Clyde, um, just just using the facilities. You know, the, you know, there's nothing been offered to me in terms of, you know, there's a there's a route here for you. You know, I asked. You know, there was the question was put to me, and you know, I asked the question as well. And and we're, we're just seeing where it goes. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, I have to be able to give give something to that club or whatever club it is. You know, if I can if I can give a team something that they feel I can enhance them, and I feel that I can enhance them, probably more importantly for me, then yes, it will be a goal. But it's the very early stages. I've only had three or four sessions, but everything's going well and hopefully that, that decision will be made in the next couple of weeks. Good luck with it, mate. Aye, well, absolutely. Uh, good luck, as Kieran says. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, all the best. No bother at all. All the best for the future and uh, I'm sure we'll get you on again sometime soon. Okay, Kev? No bother. All the best, lads. Thanks Cheers, thank you. Thanks a bunch, mate. There's another Where Are They Now on Soccer FM. Next week, we'll be joined by a St Mirren legend on the show. And I better mention as well, my guest host next week will be Graham McPherson, a journalist at The Herald. So that was Kevin Rukovic there. Obviously, some really fond memories, uh, you and, you and uh, Kevin there. Yes, a lot of, a lot of fond memories. Um, thankfully, some I never mentioned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whether it was uh, it's a podcast or not, there's still some stuff you couldn't, you couldn't, yeah. uh, you couldn't hear. So, no, top, top man. Very, very, very good defender and an absolute wonderful human being yeah well as I said there uh, really fun memories of Kevin Marcello being at Dunfermline and uh, yeah uh, all the best for the rest of the season for him as well so uh, as I say another one next week uh, where I'll be joined by Graham McPherson and a St Mirren legend as well let's take a look ahead uh, to the week ahead in Scottish football lots of stuff happening a couple of replays this week as well we've got Queen's Park uh, versus Air United obviously they'll play the winner of Stirling Albion versus Clyde in the fifth round so that is a big chance uh, for particularly United, they're the top ranked team I guess out of those four, uh, getting into the quarterfinals there, so we'll see what happens at the replay at Hamden, and that is on Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday Celtic play St Johnston, uh, your old club uh, at Parkhead uh, so I mean, it gets to the stage where, is, is anyone going to beat Celtic here? Uh, the only ones that will beat Celtic is themselves Yeah, I think that's the, the only downside that again we talk about complacency um, St Johnston are a very very well organised team Tommy Wright's got him well drilled and uh, fit and strong and, and some goals as well but I just don't see past Celtic I think the fact now that they're going for this unbeaten run um, without the league campaign is a, another kind of a, a, a aspiration for them to, to get to that as long as as well as, as the title that's on Wednesday night and also on Wednesday night Hearts play Wraith Rovers uh, that is the replay from the Scottish Cup game which happened today uh, what are you making in Castro so far just quickly I was listening to them on the radio when I came in. I don't know because <laughs> obviously there's there's uh, there's been such a debate yeah. about them, and I don't think people are inherently against people coming in who haven't played football before. Do you know what? Can I, can I'll just say about see about the whole Cathro getting a job. I think it's magnificent. Yeah, because there's nothing more certain in football that's based on opinions. Um, and you think about you know who gave me his opportunity or who worked with him at Dundee United, mm -hmm. Craig Levine. Yeah. So Craig Levine's obviously have a very high opinion of him. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying I've worked with a guy. I know what he's he's, he's capable of doing. I, I know his his attributes, what he can bring to the club, and I, I like how he works. So 
why would people get an issue with the fact they never played football? Yeah. Sven going to Exxon hardly played football. Yeah. Marino hardly played football. Wenger. Do you know well, so? Well, so it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't like to comment and say, oh, it's because I, I've got all that, these badges and, and what have you, but people in football know in football, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and it's based on opinions. Yeah. Levine knows him and has a very high opinion of him, and that's what matters. Well, we'll see how he gets on in the next uh, few weeks. It's not been a great start for him. No, uh, no but he's, he's obviously got in, he's got to instill his own in, his own game plan because it's been midway through the season. So he's got yeah. he's working with Robbie Nielsen's squad. And there's already been a few people uh, left. I know Robbie Unerhead left this week when we down south to MK. Slick boys, he's, he's fingers. I know he's like, you come at me. I he's phoned them privately. <laughs> uh, he's I think I think it brought in four players mm-hmm. and there's a couple of players away at the African yeah. Nations and stuff like that as well. So yeah, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Uh, but a few unhappy Hearts fans today, uh, but they want to get through to play that uh, tie against Hibs yes. in the next round. Friday night football: uh, Aberdeen versus Dundee. It's the return of the Premiership after the winter break uh, so that is a big game and a big game for Paul Hartley as well coming off the back of getting dumped out of the Scottish Cup huge yesterday. yeah huge for them um, again just getting the confidence back up there and you know for them they, they, they obviously want to try and get into the top six um, Aberdeen obviously want to try and get to you know, finish in second position but no I think it's really important that for Dundee is getting back to the league campaign and they will win Motherwell versus Rangers again Groundhog Day but this mm. time it is at Fur Park eh? so a wee bit of revenge on the cards there for Mark McGee's men but a sucker punch that's nothing yeah. worse than losing like you know you, you, you think you're going through and then your team just you know collapses Did you see his interview? I didn't see his interview but I've, I've heard people talking about it yeah. You just want to give him a hug Yeah just want to say, Come on I know I mean the thing is at that stage you, you do feel a wee bit of sympathy yeah. for I mean it's, it's it looks like it's in the bag it looks like you've held out you've played really well and then obviously Kenny Miller pops up and then the second goal was just a horrible yeah. mistake as well like I think you ball. talk about I think had, uh, you know McManus has obviously tried to play the ball so one two the boys give the ball and I don't think he's went for the one two yeah and then the, the, the lads played the Kenny Miller through with a, a, a frightening pass and I think had that been a young centre half there may have been a bit more justification on and and from McGee to say do you know what maybe an experience but it's, it's Steve McManus, you know, yeah. he's international centre-half, played at Celtic, Champions League, and he knows, but the circumstances at that particular time, he's just obviously wanted to try and keep it tidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lads not went for the return of one two. If he just puts the ball in those head, then... Exactly, you're talking about a replay. Yeah, so yeah, there so. you go. Uh, elsewhere in the Premiership next weekend, we've got Inverness against Partick Thistle. Battle of the Thistles up there at Caledonian Stadium. Uh, Kelly against Ross County. Uh, what do you make of Kilmarnock? Obviously, Lee Clark is signing uh, roughly about seven players a week at this moment mm-hmm. in time. It seems to be a massive turnover of the players. How hard is it to keep a... Well, you can't keep a squad settled or a team settled at that point in time, can you? I, I think it's difficult. I yeah. think it's very, very difficult. Um, again, the difficulty, you've got you've just pure speculation and what you see for the outside. Yeah. There is a lot a high turnover. He's obviously seen things that aren't right and whether he's just been particular about what exactly he wants, he's not seen it in the timescale that he's seen it in. And it's just, he can, he can obviously manipulate things by, by bringing people in and letting people go. I don't know. It's a difficult one because if you don't have a settled team, it, it's difficult to find that rhythm. Yeah. Um. You know, it's kind of proven in the past that you have a, a good settled core. You can maybe one or two in, but if you're 
changing five, six, seven at a time, it's just yeah. difficult. Aye, well, I mean, they are my pick to get relegated this season, so I'm going to have to stick with them, unfortunately. Uh, Sorry, Kelly fans. Uh, St Johnson uh, versus Hamilton rounds up the Premiership card. Uh, down in the Championship, uh, Dunfermline at home to Dundee United. That is a big game. Dundee United are falling further and further behind Hibs. Does it, do you think Hibs are sort of got the title in the bag already and it's really the playoffs that Dundee United will be focusing on now? They're in a bad rut, aren't they? They're in a yeah, deep rut just now. Um, thing is, they've got players like Tony Andrews scored a couple of belting goals yesterday. He's he's a quality. He's finisher. flying. He's a very very good player, but you can't rely solely on one on one player mm-hmm. because he can score. He can score goals, but if you're leaking the goals at the back, it doesn't doesn't help you at all. But you're in that rut. You know, winning becomes a habit, but so does losing. Yeah, you know, and it's difficult to to get them out of that rut. I think, I mean, Ray McKinnon's, you know, he's, he knows his stuff and he's a, you know, Dundee lad, so, you know, he'll do everything he's, he's powers to get them out know, of that rut and he'll know what he needs to do and, and unfortunately, right now the boys aren't doing what he's asking them, so, it's a difficult one. But yeah, I, I don't I'm- see, uh, I don't really see them catching Hibs at this moment. Yeah, and obviously a tough game at East End as well. Dunfermline unbeaten in uh, 10 games now, which is uh, a very impressive. You were saying about uh, losing becoming a habit. We yep. were very good at that at the start of the season, yeah. but uh, Alan Johnson's managed to turn that around and we're on a decent run of form. So that's a big one in the Championship. Elsewhere, Queen of the South versus Hibs. Uh, that's a difficult one as well for Hibs uh, going down there uh, to Dumfries. Queen of the South obviously picking up the win yesterday against Dumbarton, just out lurking outside the playoffs. Uh, Wraith Rovers against Dumbarton. They'll be coming off their replay during the week against Hearts uh, St Mirren versus Falkirk and Air United versus Morton is the BBC Alba game for viewers in Outer Hebrides because obviously uh, there's lots of Air United fans there Uh, in League 1 Albion Rovers uh, versus Alloa we've got East Fife against Stranraer Livingston against Brecon that's a big game Livingston obviously a wee bit uh, ahead at the top but they Mm. haven't really been firing on all cylinders the past wee while Uh, do you think being full time does make a difference in that league though? Hugely, definitely, because you talk about the levels of fitness. Yeah. Um, but as I said earlier on about the levels of fitness nowadays at that level are, are very good because you, everyone's looking at the kind of sports science side of things. But when you're full time, it's a huge difference because boys are going to work and then they're training twice a week. Yeah. They look after you know majority of them look after themselves anyway. They'll train, but you can't get the same level of intensity as you would if you're training. You know, four four five days a week. So it should. You know, really make a difference the fact that, that they're training full time, but unfortunately, it just depends on the day and and I'll again talk about complacency. So yeah, also I, I, I forgot to mention there, uh, Brian Reed left Stranraer during the week as well. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, so that that that's him away, and we've mentioned this on the show a few times. Myself and Ray, they were a penalty kick away from reaching the championship, and Aye. there they are sitting bottom of League One. Just how quickly things can change. It's it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how quickly you can hit that kind of downfall, yeah. um, a downward spiral in football. For any matter, financial reasons, you know. I think I think uh, Willie Gibson is obviously a big player for Stranraer, a very talented player. Yeah. I think he's been out injured though, yeah. Uh, and I think he's been a big miss for them. And uh, they signed Christian Nade didn't really work out for them. He's left. He's away back at Dumbarton. Scored yesterday, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's just you know sometimes it, it, it does need a change, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, exactly. So you, you can look at things and say, well, if it's not working, then there's only so many times you can keep. Asking the question, what is mm-hmm. the, the issue? Why is it not? You know, what, why are these not firing all cylinders? Like you're saying, when it comes a time when it just keep losing and losing and losing, and 
you've just got to make a decision. I think. Absolutely. I think Reedy himself are knowing that it's maybe time. Yeah, I think it was a mutual, a mutual thing. I don't think it was a sacking or a resigning. Yeah. I think it was they both coming in agreement there. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, elsewhere. Uh, Peter Head versus Queens Park. Peter Head picking up a good win uh, last week because they were getting sucked into that battle at mm-hmm. the bottom. Uh, and uh, Stenhouse Muir versus Airdrie. That's the other fixture in League One next weekend. And finally in League Two, uh, Annan Athletic versus Stirling Albion. Clyde versus both Clyde have been on a pretty rotten run of late actually haven't they they've, uh, yeah. they were they were right up there uh, in the playoffs and they've fallen away back again yeah they, they've uh, and the thing is with Clyde there's a lot of fingers been pointed because they've spent a lot of money they've got some big big players in, in there um, but again they've, they've just they fell in that rut and they've just become a habit of, of yeah. losing and, and not or not winning games for them so again four for like, they can a wee um, blip as well but they've hit the they can, they've hit a, a wee run they're starting winning games. Arbroath as well. Not maybe performing great, but they're starting to pick up points and Clyde are, are now in a position where they're, they're kind of look, they're outside the playoffs and that's a, a travesty for the yeah. squad they've got. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, playing Arbroath, uh, if there's anyone who knows the lower leagues, it's that Campbell, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> he, know, he knows what's going on and um, he knows how to, again, talk about game plans. He just knows what he's doing. He's been around the block. You know, he knows exactly what, what, he, what he needs for his players, what he demands for his players. Um and, and it'll be a tough game We've got Elgin City event, uh, Against Edinburgh City I should say uh, Edinburgh took a wee while To adjust So yeah. too But it seems now That they're uh, You know They're pretty clear From relegation At this moment in time And they'll they'll be looking To push up into the playoffs Won't they? Within reason I think it is quite tight you're, What you're talking A couple of points So yeah. um, When they first came in Obviously they had to adapt And, and understand The, the level of uh, that, that, that league Compared to the, the leagues They've been playing in mm-hmm. Um but I think yeah, I think they were everybody's uh, on everybody's coupon at the start when they first came in. <laughs> yeah, um, particularly mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, when they first got the win, they, they've they just, they want to be run there. So I mean, ah, it's still tight at the bottom. It's not. There's only a couple of points. So one loss and one win for Cowden and Berwick, and, and they're back in the bottom. So uh, but tough. And as long as they keep getting a couple more wins and get themselves safe. Yeah. Well, as you say, Cowden, uh, if they pick up a win, uh, they will probably uh, go up the table. And uh, it's at Forfar next week. So uh, a ne- nice easy one for them uh, yeah. up there at Station Park. And finally, Montrose uh, against Berwick Rangers. That rounds off the card in League Two. Uh, so. Tell me, Monday, is this your first training session uh, with Clyde Bank? What's your plans for the week? Yeah, so Monday, tomorrow night, I'll go down. Just it's really formalities tomorrow. Um, yeah. the, the two lads have been taking the training just now, uh, along with, with Gordon Robertson. Um, I'll just continue to, to let them train. My, my assistant's actually, he's working this week just because it was quite short notice, so um, he'll miss Monday, Wednesday. But I'll just piggyback off the, the other two this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as of next week, I'll kind of, well, Mark and I will just do our own and drills from there but I wouldn't want to just go in and just wipe everybody I just want to make sure there's a continuation uh, within the club so they'll, uh, Tiro and, 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 and Paul take the team this, the, the training on tomorrow night and we'll just kind of step it up for there And uh, first game next Saturday against Next Saturday it was meant to be Mary Hill away however Mary Hill drew in the Scottish Cup yesterday so they're replays next Saturday Okay So we are away to Renfrew Okay Next Saturday. So there we go. Glamorous, glamorous. Beautiful, great. We set up lovely round through. So uh, listen, Kieran. Uh, thank you very much uh, for co-hosting the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. Certainly have. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll speak to you between now and the end of the season. But for now, that is all we've got for you. Hey, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. And as I say, special thanks to Kieran McInnesby for guest hosting the show. There's more on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM, Facebook as well, and our own forum on PineBorville.com. Get in touch there for a where are they now? Anything else you want to? 
say us. But for now, it's goodbye from me, Stephen Mill, and you, Kieran McInnesby. Cheerio now. This has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams across the week, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.